Welcome in. It's the Holy Grail BCJ podcast right here on BearcatJournal.com. I'm Chad Brendel. He's Dave Simone. It's been an interesting week in Bearcat land, an interesting week in Brendel land, but it's neither. Well, I'll, I'll give everybody an update on Kelly. Uh, out of ICU, into a regular room. So that's the progress for today, which is awesome. Although I I was, I like the, uh, the, the care we got in ICU. I guess, you know, ICU these days with everything going on, like you get your own nurse now. Like they, they don't make rounds. You just have a nurse They're that's probably with like, you. It's probably too, they're like, oh, this person doesn't have COVID. They almost like are like, <laughs> finally, I can like relax a bit. <laughs> well, like, that and Kelly's pretty low maintenance. Like she doesn't really need much of it. You know, she doesn't bug people she's not like you know constantly pushing the button and having the nurse come in the room the one nurse like uh i think it was tuesday she's like this is almost like a day off like <laughs> yeah i come in i check your numbers i go sit back out at that desk out there i wait until something beeps i walk back in i check your numbers i leave like there's like I, I i'm sitting out there like trying to figure out what else i should be doing but uh so so that part you know, you, you, you know, we'll have to go back to nurses having rounds and uh, not get to be spoiled, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's been all right. It's been all right. She's, she's slowly, but steady making progress, which is all you can ask for. So that's the Kelly update. Uh, the Bearcat journal update. I will be at Mio's one thirty. On Saturday, the first Bearcat Journal pregame show. We are going to be doing these all season. All season, right, Dave? All season. You're not going to be there. Absolutely not. <laughs> but I will be. Um, if, if Mia's will arrange a golf cart ride to and from Campus Green Parking Garage, I will be more than happy to attend. But uh, that would mean they'd have to buy a golf cart. That is a, a well, I mean, if they if they feel like my presence would be that valuable, then, you know, they, it would be more than worth it to them. <laughs> but uh, seeing that that is a, a bit of a walk, I would rather not take while I'm tailgating. I will probably not be attending uh, the pregame radio show, but I hope many, many other people will. Yes. So live on site at Mio's one thirty, we will get started. Um, I believe Aaron is going to be with me this week. Uh, not sure. I, that's, that's the most likely outcome right now. Um, and then next week, one hour before kickoff, Holy Grail Banks, the Bearcat Journal pregame show. When we're at Holy Grail, we have a special guest. We have a guest host, not a special guest. We have a co-host when we are at the Holy Grail. That co-host, none other than Tony Pike. So Tony will be with me. I'm trying to work out the logistics with Mio's, but with the newborn, uh, his baby's like 10 days old. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it, logistics are a little bit difficult on that one. 
So uh, we're, we're working on things for the co-host for Mio's, but Aaron will be with me this week. Uh, Tony will be with me for every road game. One hour before kickoff, we will be at the Holy Grail. So come down, get your spot, hang out, get a beverage, and uh, get ready to go as we preview the Bearcats that week. Uh, so I think that's the, the, the internal business that we need to take care of before the start of this show. And uh, so let's get to the show. Dave, I've been a little out of the loop. Anything happening this week while I've been busy? Uh, not really. Okay. It's been kind of a quiet week. I mean, you know, outside of Miami and, you know, just getting, just getting ready for Murray State. Do you want to talk football first or do you want to talk Big 12 first? Let's talk football first just because I don't think there's a ton to get to since the games are almost a week old. You guys touched on a good amount of it um, Monday night. Honestly, like, all I want – like, I don't really have much to say about the game. I mean, they came out guns blazing 35 nothing. Could the, sec- could the second half been a little bit better? Sure. I'm not really worrying about it one bit. Um, I want to talk about you finally, finally coming over to the right side of this game. Welcome. It's the look. Welcome, Chad. Welcome. As I told you, it's nice to have you. As I told you in the past, I, I don't like, I'm not hell bent on this game. But I like the tradition of college football, like especially college football. And this is a rivalry that's been played for a long time. And that's why I supported it to continue to be played. But as I said Tuesday, if Chuck Martin's not going to play his best players, if he's not going to respect the rivalry, then I have no need for it. I have no use for it. I mean, it's it's an excellent point. And, and I think you can go even further than – the whole like Gabbard not playing but being cleared, holding running back top two running backs out. Maybe they were cleared, maybe they weren't. I know they had missed a lot of camp, and who knows if they were in quote unquote game shape or when they had started in contact practices or whatnot. I'll take it a step further. Outside of the one pass play where it, I think it was just a missed coverage. Like Kobe didn't yeah. totally blow the coverage, but I thought was, he was passing the guy off. Something was life. up. Yeah. Outside of that one play, they did they, nothing. They didn't even attempt to to move the ball down the field. Like, didn't even attempt. Like, could you have? Like, it was it was just such a like fifth grade. Holy shit, these guys are so much bigger, faster, stronger than us. Let's just get out of here as quick as we can type of game plan. Well, and that's that that's what the part we didn't we didn't really dive into. And I'm glad you brought it up. We didn't really dive into it on Tuesday. Because if your head coach is already thinking we're not gonna play our starting quarterback because we just want to get out of here healthy. That's going to permeate your entire mentality, your entire game plan. Right, you're right? not going to you're not going to play a bunch of a few backups and then go five wide and sling it all over the place against the defensive line like you sees. Right. Like I watched Chuck Martin's press conference this week because I always just like to hear what coaches say after they play UC. 
and he was like, yeah, I was pretty surprised with like, we did a much better job running the ball than I thought. I'm like, you ran the ball like a million times when you were down 35, nothing for 3.8 yards a rush. Like, what did, what did you think was going to happen? Like you were down 21, nothing eight minutes into the game and you just kept running the ball. Yeah. I mean, your quarterback was nine for 28. They were playing keep away down 21. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, if you're not going to play players that are healthy and capable of playing, and you're not going to quote unquote empty the toolbox in a, a supposed rivalry game, all he talked about leading up to this game was, how we didn't need any motivation because it was UC and it's a rivalry game. And the guys are super excited to play the number eight team in the country in Nippert stadium and, and blah, blah, blah. And this and that. And like, this isn't a normal opener and this, and I'm just like, and then this is what we see. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. We're the number yeah. eight, number eight team in the country is on ESPN plus strictly because of the opponent, the number eight team in the country is not recruiting anybody that they're recruiting. The number eight team in the country gets no, there's no benefit to this game. For you see, I've been saying it for how many years? I know there's X amount of people that are probably tired of it and think I should just let it go. I'm not gonna, it's a joke. And, and they expose themselves on the joke part of it even more so this year. They showed their hand. It is what happened. They understand that right now they got no shot. They're just trying to get the game. Like they're trying to, to, to run that 60 minutes as fast as they could possibly exhaust that 60 minutes. And if that's your game plan, if that's what you're trying to do, then it shouldn't be on the schedule. Right. You I, finally, you wore me down, Dave. You finally wore me down. They, they won the Mac in 2019. A ton of those guys are back this back this yeah. year. I have no problem if their number one goal is win the MAC again. We don't care about yeah. the non-conference schedule. We are playing those games to make money, and our goal is to win the MAC. Great. Find somebody else to play then. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Like from Miami standpoint, I don't mind the philosophy. I don't think it's a bad philosophy, actually. Because if they lined up and played straight up as hard as they can against UC, it probably would have been worse. Like if they're throwing the ball around. Oh, they didn't, we didn't, we only got one sack because God forbid if the guy held the ball for more than two seconds and took more yeah. than a three-step drop. And they had six, seven guys in protection at all times. You know, several batted balls up in the air could have been intercepted that just yeah. happened to, you know, fall. I mean, you're just – you're taking your chances on those, but yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, the, my, my gripe for going on who knows how many years is like, do you like, I get the whole, like, I don't want to be the one that, you know, the AD or the coach or whatever that says we need to like stop playing this game at this point though. I don't care. Like if, if Texas and Texas A&M don't play anymore, if Missouri and Illinois don't play anymore in basketball, like if there's all these other rivalries that don't play anymore and nobody loses their mind over those not playing, then like 
I, I just don't get why we're doing something that we don't benefit from. Like, especially in college athletics, when everybody is as, as self-centered and me-driven as, as anything else out there, we're, we're the charity case. We're the ones, oh, well, we got we to gotta keep playing it because it's a rivalry and it's been the longest non-conference rivalry in college football. Blah, like, right. Like, just stop. Just stop. Yeah. Like, you, honestly, outside of some, you know, I, we can't tell the future future, but based off of the last three games, and especially this year, like 20, to 2029, they ain't winning a game before this contract is over. No. Like, this, just, whole, this whole team that they have now is going to be gone next year, just like UC's, but, like, they're re- – they're replacing their players with a lot worse players than we're replacing ours with. Yeah, by far. Like, not even close. So, end it. Put a Stick a fork in it. And here's the thing. Are you starting to get the sense maybe John Cunningham's bold enough to pull the trigger on this thing? Like, this guy's kind of, you know, he, he comes off as quiet and reserved. I think he's got some killer in it. Well, I just – I hope so because I just look at, like, you go, you're going to go to the Big 12. We don't know what the conference schedule is going to be. They're at nine games currently. Right. Is, I don't know. I want it to stay at nine. Does it? Who knows what it's going to go to. But let's just say it stays at nine because it's at nine. Like it or, or not, they're always going to play an FCS game because it's cheap. Unless Miami becomes your FCS game. Unless they, Miami they, becomes they, their FCS game. But is Miami going to play at UC every year? And I'm yeah. not saying I'm not talking Paul Brown. Nipper every right. single year. If they want to do that, sure. I'm with you. But if I'm, you're gonna I'm, play if you're gonna play nine conference games, you ain't going to Miami, Ohio, guys. Like it's not we ain't doing this anymore. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm 15 straight. The majority of them haven't been close. Yeah, there have been a couple that have been you close, the, but the majority haven't been close. You know close. what the longest winning – I looked this up too. The longest winning streak by either team outside of this 15-game streak. Do you know what that was? Uh, I'll guess like five or six. Miami My, had a pretty big lead. Miami won six in a row with a year off, I think, for a war between 1913 and 1919. So they, they might have won seven, and then there were six in a row a year off, and then a, a seventh. So this is double the longest streak in the history of a rivalry that started, what, is this one like the 118th meeting, 122nd meeting, something like that? Yeah, 100, no, 125th, right? What are we doing? Yeah. Like, is anybody, re- like, anybody really going to be like, Sending emails to Cunningham and Pinto, like I can't believe you canceled the Miami series. Yes, I know we're a top ten program, and we have a coach that ninety nine percent of the co- the country would want, and we're going to the Big Twelve, and we're going to be making three to five times more money than we're making now. But damn it, you canceled the Miami series. <laughs> I'm not getting season tickets anymore. I don't think you're going to have to worry about that. Like, is there is there a person that t- is on that side? 
Probably not. I would find that hard to believe somebody taking that, that stance at this point in time. Just, I mean, things end guys. Like you don't have to keep doing it just for the sake of doing it. Right. Right. I'm with you. You finally got me on your side. I don't, I don't have anything else to, you know, I played, I played the other side of the fence on this for a long time. (laughs) And for what I think is solid reason, like I respect the tradition of college football, but if Miami's not going to respect the tradition of the rivalry and they're going to say, we're looking for Mac play and we're looking to win the Mac. Okay, cool. See ya. Yeah. You come here every year or see ya. One of the two. Like we're looking to play. We're, we're looking to play for something totally different than they're looking to play for. Right. And, and that's the thing. And if you and if you want to have the game every so often, if you want to, I'm not like I'm not opposed to never playing them. Schedule like, it every other year at Nippert. But it has to be on our terms, hundred percent. Not, not well. Okay, we'll we'll go to your place every third year, and we'll do this game at Paul Brown Stadium as if that helps them at all anyway. Like. It's just another home game for UC. Every other year at Nippert Stadium. You can keep your home game every other year. It's just not going to be against us. Yeah, so. I'm with you. It'll be interesting, especially, like, with the Big 12 stuff. I mean, does that is that the impetus to changing something? Right. I don't have anything else on Miami. I mean, the, the team looked good. They took care of business. They got a little bored in the third quarter. Uh, that first drive was hilarious to me because they were just chucking it. Like, oh, yeah. screw, screw it. We're trying to get out. Of, like, starters were trying to get off the field. Uh, Des made a bad throw for an interception, and that kind of screwed things up for the rest of the third quarter. Uh, but – yeah, I mean, it was it was workmanlike. It was impressive. They did what they had to do, uh, and they got out of town relatively injury free. Pretty clean, it looked like. I, I was not at practice Tuesday. My understanding is the only you know the guy that that of importance that was limited was Renfro. Uh, it's a continuation of what he dealt with in camp. Uh, I know what you're going to say. Don't play him a snap against Murray State. I, I, I wouldn't let him walk into Nippert Stadium. <laughs> okay. Like, I mean, why? Like, yeah. I feel you. Put play. Gavin, mean, play Gavin Gerhardt. Give him some reps. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna need Vinny to get as many as possible as oh, well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Murray State, real quick. Uh, they're 22 try. starters. They're going to try harder than Miami. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. They returned 22 starters. They got a fifth-year uh, senior quarterback that's 6'2", 230. He had four rushing touchdowns last week. He ain't afraid. Like, are, they ain't, they, they ain't going to sit they, his ass. Are they going to give UC a better game than Miami did? I don't know if I'll say they'll give them a better game, but I don't think they're going to go into a turtle shell and – act like this is 1965 and just run the ball 
I mean, they're going to run the ball. Well, a lot. they're an option team, right? No, I mean they're they're spread, but they're I mean they're, they're like run. a spread option. Like they they're run, run I mean, they, they run ran options. For, they ran for over three hundred yards. Um, I mean they they beat Mississippi Valley State thirty five nothing. So I don't know exactly what you take from that, but right, um, like they're not going to not throw at Kobe. They're not going to not. They're not going to max protect on every single pass play. Right. So sauce, you mean not throw at sauce? Right, yeah, sauce. Not, yeah. So I mean, the score could be very similar, could be worse, but they're going to at least try. Are you interested to see if we see Mike Trussell mix it up against a team that likes to run a ton? Or if he stays in the 335 and says this is our base. As super as vanilla as it was last week. Well, but I mean, if you show something different against Murray State to stop their rushing, like I don't think you have to, though. But what I'm saying is you're not showing Notre Dame and Indiana anything. No. Because you're not going to run that against them. No. I what I I think we'll see more four down linemen throughout yeah, the saw, game. We saw it a little bit. I mean, it's a it's the perfect time to to use it. Yeah. I mean, just see what it use it, see what happens, stuff like that. Were you uh, pleasantly surprised with Jabari Taylor playing that Elijah Ponder role uh, along with Malik Van and? And how well he did it, or do you look at it and go, "Yeah, they they did it with Ponder." Of course, they did it with Jabari. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really surprised. Um, I've always kind of felt he was a little—I don't want to say unsung or un, underutilized, but it always feels like. Well, you, he was third in a you, in a in right. a spot. They only play one guy. You quickly rattle off, even though this year, like with with Ponder gone, like you quickly rattle off names, and his name always seems to like. Not slide be, down the list yeah. yeah but i've i've always thought he's been pretty he's always been productive when he's been out there yeah i also will say that you know i did re-watch the some of the you know most of the first half but uh i enjoyed uh my first tailgate in quite a while so the nuance of the game live uh maybe escapes me a little bit <laughs> That's okay. Myself That's like okay. The, myself like the players need to get in game shape. I think I, you texted me what I, two hours before I cra- kickoff. I crashed pretty hard when we when we got home from the game. You texted me what two hours before kickoff, and you were you were cruising towards double digit jello shots. Oh, we 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 flew by double digits. <laughs> I flew by that like Tyler Scott flew by that flat footed Miami DB. <laughs> How about that for the second play of the season? How about them just going two high safeties, no press, no press on Tyler Scott, and just letting him just run right by everybody? They clearly have not been listening to the BCJ podcast. I mean, I mean we talked about Tyler. We've been talking about Tyler Scott since the spring. Well, I mean, well, I, and you can Dude, talk homework. about talk about anybody if you're just going to let guys get free releases on too high, on too high. Right. Like what, what the hell is that safety going to do? If, I mean, if, they, he's, he, if the wide receivers at a full sprint. <laughs> yeah. 
and Dez dropped it in a bucket. Oh, that Ooh. was, I mean, that was beautiful. Beautiful throw. His throws on the two touchdowns to Montgomery and Wiley, I thought were excellent too, because those are not long throws, but they're, they're, it's, a it's, it's a small window. Very hard throw when a player is running horizontally away from you. Yeah. And like your window to to make that throw is very small. To allow them to basically catch and continue to run is is not it's not very big. And he hit both of those perfectly, so those guys could get could keep going and, and get in the end zone. And I the Jane Thompson throw was maybe his oh, best throw all day. Jane Thompson throw to me was the throw that kind of shows you what he was working on this summer. Yeah. With his ability there to kind of sidestep the pressure, but keep, keep his base, you know, turned straight downfield and so that he could just easily kind of, it was almost like a flick. I mean, he barely, he didn't even really. It was what, 47 yards? Yeah, didn't really stride <laughs> into it, so to speak. I mean, he just kept, you know, slide stepping to his left and then let it go. But yeah, I mean, he would I mean 20 to 25, <clears throat> almost 300 yards, five total touchdowns. It's, it's hard to, to draw up a better, better first game than that. Um, I mean, I don't have really anything on Murray state. No. One, I, I, I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't, wrote, I don't know what all we're going to say. You I wrote, wrote a, I wrote a preview and basically recapped their first game and a little bit of what they did la- last year in the spring. They did play Austin P. Lost to them 34-31. Uh, played a couple of ranked FCS teams, went one and one against them. So, I mean, they went five and two in the spring. They're probably going to be similarly good this year because I'm sure most of those kids came back. They returned 22 starters. Oh, well, then that seems like a lot. There's 20, 22 starters in a yeah. – in a, so they returned 22 no, of them. The funny thing about that is the quarterback actually didn't start last year in the spring. Huh. Well, then I don't know why they listed him as a returning starter. their game stats, he only played in like three games in the spring. Mm. He, was, he started all, all the games in 2019 mm. and played in all the games in 2018. Maybe that's because maybe he was hurt, yeah, and they just know. consider him a returning starter because he started all of 2019. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, this one should be another comfortable one. What was uh, what was your takeaway from Indiana and Notre Dame week one? Uh, my takeaway from Indiana was they're kind of exactly what I thought they were going to be. Maybe not to that level, but and. Some of that is a little skewed. Like one of the pick sixes went right through the wide receiver's hands. Yeah. But they still could not run the ball. And even if you take away that pick six and give Indiana a touchdown on that drive, it's 27-13. I mean, you lost 34 to six. What can, I mean, what yeah. can you say? Right. Um, you know, I think you, Iowa clearly showed that if you have a strong offensive and defensive line that you can move them and stop the run. I mean, I'm not sure we would categorize UC's offensive line after one game against Miami is strong, but we know the defensive line is right. Um, and I, I just, 
I don't know. I just didn't. I just haven't bought in. Now they play Idaho this week, so we're not going to. If that game is somewhat close or something, that'll <clears throat> that'll tell me even more. But I'm not sure that'll be the case. But I'm just not. I just. I'm not going to say it's exactly what I thought because I didn't expect them to lose that bad. But I didn't think they would beat Iowa. And I. It was clearly worse than you thought. And oh yeah, clearly. and I did. And I did not buy them as this like truly truly like top 15 caliber team i i might have to eat crow on them i i clearly overvalued what they would be in week one i thought that was going to be a barn burner that that they had a pretty good chance of winning and uh their chance of winning went out the door about as quick as miami's did yeah it really did so notre dame Notre Dame, I would be way more concerned about their offensive line than I would be about Marcus and the defense. Well, they just lost their starting right tackle. Left tackle, who was a freshman, so he must have been pretty damn good to be starting as a freshman. I just, like, their bread and butter is running the ball, and they could not run the ball. And Florida State's defensive line, it's not great. Florida State's defense as a whole isn't great. I mean, when you consider that you were up 18 and you, you let a cripple come in and just march up. Easy. And- be nice. <laughs> be nice. That's unnecessary. Flag. Unsportsmanlike conduct. How about the stones on Mike Norvell to Jordan Travis's helmet comes off and every other coach in the world would have the backup quarterback hand the ball off, and then the starting quarterback goes back in. Norville calls a pass play. He completes a 22-yard pass and then just leaves McKenzie in. Yeah. Like, you don't ever see that. But I don't know. I mean, I just – like, Jack Cohn made some nice throws, but then he also made some throws where I was like, Yikes. And um, I would just be concerned about their offensive line. Like, if you're already down one guy, you just didn't – I just was not impressed. They did not move Florida State like I thought they could. Um, And you saw when Milton was in that you could throw on them. Yeah, I mean, you're down, you're down 18. You know they're going to throw, and you couldn't stop them. I will say, Milton, knee aside, has been one of the more accurate passers I've ever seen when he's been on the field. That kid, for whatever reason, he like, has. He, but he reminds me of Drew Brees. Florida State also has like bottom five offensive lines in the country. I know. I'm just saying, though, from a passing perspective, that kid can pass the football. Oh, he's he. I mean, we saw it when he was at UCF. I mean, he's yeah, an outstanding, outstanding college quarterback. I mean, I His never, accuracy is insane. I never, I never thought for one second that dude would ever be back on a football field. No, I don't think anybody but him. So, that. all the credit, but I mean, so. 
<clears throat> they're not going to get probably not going to get tested by Toledo, but they're not a terrible Mac team. And then you got and then then I don't know who they have Purdue I think then you're going to play Wisconsin. Then you're going to play Wisconsin who I mean that game against Penn State like set football back 20 years but again like <laughs> they're they're going to hit you in the mouth. They're going to come after the quarterback like they're not you're not going to push them around. So it no. is it is definitely a uh, a rough slate. I mean, they already lost one linebacker. I don't know if this guy today that they announced was out for the year, if he was a starter or anything. Um, but you're I mean, he clearly played if he got hurt during the game. Right, you're obviously getting thin. They got a wide receiver who's off the team now. I read they're down to seven scholarship wide receivers, and two of those are true freshmen. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're getting some, some key injuries early, and, you know – I'm glad they won because if they had lost and Indiana lost, that definitely would have been. Would have taken some wind out of the sails in week one. Yeah. Uh, All right. Is that it? We good? Get out of here? Yeah. Nothing else to talk about? I don't have anything else to say. All right. That's it. We'll see you next time. No, just kidding. (laughs) I'm shocked I didn't get yelled at for what I pulled last, the stun I pulled last week. (laughs) Shocked. I had you in the bag. Well, my mo- my mom even said she was like, "What happened at the end?" Chad was just like, "I'm Chad. He's Dave. We'll see you next time." <laughs> clock was ticking. It's getting ticking. tight. It's getting tight. And we didn't have a running clock. That was all in my head. It was all in my head. Um, I mean, I think we obviously have the name for this podcast, right? What's that? The ink is finally dry. Well, yeah, I put it, I put that on Twitter yesterday. Boy, we better hope this goes well tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows what happens? You know, I, I want, they could be talking about something else. I don't know. You know, the, and I saw this. I heard this on a podcast, and then I saw it today. You know, it's been fifty days. Since, yeah, I saw since that. The Houston Chronicle broke the story yeah. of Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. 50 days and all this stuff has happened. That's why they had to do what they did to get ready for any possible, because remember, everybody kept saying nothing's going to happen until 23, 24, when the contracts come up, right? Well, it was all, it was all like, we'll, we'll know more when we find out what, when Oklahoma and Texas are actually going to leave. Yeah. But I mean, in general, even right, like without everybody, that. all the that we preached, like everyone was preaching, we need to have a you know, we need to have a reset or a calming of the of the you know, sport and all this shit. And everybody in the background's like, hell no, we need a life raft. Yeah, but and, my and point it, is if Cincinnati would have been passive again and would not, you know, when they got left out last time, they said, screw this, we gotta make sure that if this thing rumbles again that we're where we need to be not not by 2025 not by you know many many years down the road but as soon as possible as soon as possible so that just in case we need to be ready we're ready yeah just in case texas and oklahoma decide to go to the sec right 
I said something today about animosity towards Texas. I'm like, I, I'll kiss Texas on the fucking mouth. I'm, I'm sending them so many edible arrangements. Like, <laughs> I'm guys, sending them edibles. You guys are voluntarily leaving this conference to go get your teeth kicked in in another conference so that we can go to this conference? Hell yeah. <laughs> Why would I be mad at Texas? You glossed over my joke there that I thought was pretty I, funny. But I that's it. I, I heard it's it. okay. I forgive no. you. um so this is all apparently going down tomorrow tomorrow fine with me it's it's crazy dave like is is it is it i don't know what is the what is the emotion that you're supposed to feel when you've been hoping that this would happen for i mean when did when did the acc expand i don't even remember 2013 it's like 12 13 is right around when the big east fell apart so like what is it like what is the emotion like is it just relief is are you like overjoyed like i don't even know how i'm supposed to feel like when it's officially official like i've kind of been in that like that weird of course i've had a weird fucking week but i've kind of been in that weird like searching for the right emotion and it's not right. like it's a surprise because of all this stuff that has, no. to ha- has to happen so you don't get sued. It's not like all of a sudden we're going to get like breaking news. Cincinnati going to the NFL. Like, right. There's no like, oh, my God, reaction like there was when Texas was going and Oklahoma and, were going. And, to and, the- and look, the big the, the, the people that run the Big 12, they love to talk. They because that's realized that's how this all started last what Thursday they had the athletic directors meeting with with Bowsby on Tuesday and Wednesday in Dallas right uh yes by, I believe that is accurate by Wednesday night into Thursday morning it was everywhere yeah I've talked to a couple people that are like these people just won't shut up like people that you see that know like you know we're in a position where we have to keep a kind of a low profile in this until until things are you know, pretty much wrapped up. Like you don't want to be the one that's running your mouth and, you know, get left behind because you you said too much, but the people at the big 12, boy, they, those meetings get done and they're on their phone to national reporters. Like I I talked to somebody this week that the family put out what they had a meeting Monday. And then by Monday night, family had put something out. The presidents met Monday or had a conference call Monday Thamel put something out Monday night. I talked to somebody Monday night that was like, he had everything. He had it all. Do you think part of that is kind of a counter move to make to what made it seem like they had no idea what was going on with Texas and Oklahoma that now they want it to seem like we are so on top of it that like, we don't like, we don't need to, to keep secrets because like, it's not like, that the Big Ten's gonna go. Oh shit! The Big Twelve's gonna add Cincinnati and UCF. Let's let's offer them more and get them right. Like, like no, it can be public because <coughs> what I mean, what's the all, what's like, the recourse? Is Cincinnati and UCF are gonna be like, nah, shut up. Yeah, jeez, like, you're gonna we're screw out. It. We're, you're gonna screw out for us. Yeah, we're out. No, I I think that's part of it. Like, I just think they like to talk. I think there's a lot of oh, a lot of people at the top of that conference 
that that like seeing their voice uh yeah, i mean we're, we're talking with like a different type of like um a different level of booster too that like if someone finds but out I, something like they're 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 totally cool being the guy that's like you know bragging that they know stuff and telling their buddies and being like this is only between me and you billy ray yeah but i think that the people talking to the national guys are not oh no those ray. those people are no they're definitely like going right to reporters. like like they hang up the call okay talk to you guys later boop all right pete thamel on the phone pete here's how the meeting went and they got yep. notes like they they got the whole the minutes in front of them to make sure they don't miss anything uh, when they're when they're leaking information yeah. it's impressive 937 kirby holcutt says this you're right so. it's kind of impressive that <laughs> that they're that uh that that transparent on things because i did a couple of people were like man we're like we're purposely keeping our mouth shut and these people get done with a conference call and within eight minutes it's on the internet like yep <laughs> when you're in the club you get to act like you're in the club because you ain't getting kicked out. No. When you're pledging, you got to worry about pledging. You, you know, still you going got, through the hazing process. The whole BS dog and pony show in 2016. Right. You know, everybody's got to be quiet. Now, there's no, there's no reason to. But um, but the people in the Big 12 weren't quiet in 2016. No. That's why there was so much hope. That's why everybody would like, hey, like, Remember, like the Iowa State AD was taking shots at Cincinnati, and they brought, and Joe they just, brought everybody in for like speed speed dating interviews. Yeah, well, but I'm talking like in the media, <laughs> like Joe Castiglione from Oklahoma was like, "We want Cincinnati." Like everybody, even then, was talking. Cincinnati was, you know, Cincinnati wasn't allowed to talk. Houston was talking. Well, yeah, because you got Tillman Fertitta, Mister Egg Fertitta. Yeah. He, um, his 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 team better better beat Rice this week because that man is having a rough year, <laughs> and he probably isn't going to want to have to fire one of his friends. But if if uh, if they don't do that, woo, buddy. Yeah, not going to be not going to look good. Not going to look good. Um, for you, man, what's it like? You've been you've been in and around this program for a, for a long ass time. I know you're like me; you're still searching for the right emotion, but like. What's it mean to you to see this this life raft show up? Well, probably I mean, just in I, the nick of time. I think I, you know, I tweeted out the other day. College football is by far my favorite sport. I can watch basically any college football game. Doesn't have to be UC game. Like of any sport, that's the one I can watch the most. And I'm just like, and it, it's it's. Partly, too, because of, like, going to Tennessee where every weekend was a big deal, no matter if you were awesome or not. And and I'm just, like, I'm just finally, like, happy that – I don't want to be use it, use it as a cliche, but, like, every game finally matters. Like, and not in the matters of, like, in the sense of it's – for something but it just matters to us and it matters to the opponent like whether it's kansas i think state, that's i think that's the title of the podcast whether it's kansas it, state it or just texas, matters or kansas it just state matters. Or texas tech 
or West, like it just, it matters as much to them as it matters to us. And that's the thing that I've just gotten so tired of from a football standpoint is like, play, play we're these, trying to do something here. Play right? these like, American teams. And it's just like, it doesn't matter to you. Like it doesn't matter right. to your fans. It doesn't matter to your, like it matters to your players and coaches. I'm not going to say that like, but like everybody's hyping SMU up this year. They had 23,000 people at their home opener. Right. Like, does it really matter? You're in Dallas, Texas, and you can't get more than 23,000 people. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like Kansas state played Stanford whipped their ass. Kansas State's not going to be like some great, great team this year. I bet the game was sold out or, or at least, you know, damn near close. Like, like people, like, that's the thing. I, it just, it feels like it matters now. And I don't say that as like a, I'm not being a, trying to be arrogant about it because like a while ago, it didn't matter here. But I don't really give a shit about that because it matters now. Yeah. Well, I was in Arlington. Why was that no, game the, in Arlington, Texas? The Kansas State Stanford game was in Arlington, Texas. That's what it says. That's weird. Twenty-four to seven was the final, right? Yeah. 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 Arlington, Texas, AT and T Stadium. Attendance, 29,000. Okay, so two teams that I have no idea why they're playing in Arlington, Texas. What What are we doing? Outdrew SMU. Yeah. Two teams that really aren't anywhere close to Arlington, Texas. No. Or aren't even supposed to be as good as SMU. Right. Like – and I, and I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but like it only crystallized things last week when we knew this was going to happen. And then the AAC goes out and just shits down their leg the first, yeah. the first full week of the season. And then you go, thank God we don't have to fuck with this shit for much longer. It wasn't a good week for the American. Like, and yeah, it's a one week snapshot. But like, but it tells a big-ass story, man. Oh, it, it tells you everything. We're out, here, we're out here selling out a stadium against a team we beat 14 years in a row. Place was hype as hell. We kicked the crap out of them, and then you turn around and you watch all these other teams just look like dog babies. I'll say this. I think not, I said it Monday. I think I said it be, Monday. And I'm supposed to like, and we're supposed to be excited to host Tulsa and go to USF and go to Navy and host Temple. Like, come on. That was for a day game, the loudest I think I've ever heard in Denver. Oh, it was it was easily. I mean, I was standing in the end zone. On the, I, I know I said this month or Tuesday. I'll just repeat it tonight. I was standing in the end zone at kickoff, and you couldn't hear yourself think. Like my body was vibrating from the student section. Well, that as was loud probably probably because of it's time to pump it up. You got to pump it up. <laughs> <laughs> but it was crazy loud, crazy loud. Yeah, like outside of UCF. 
you're not getting that atmosphere anywhere in this in the conference. Right. No matter what. Right. Not even close. Not even so, close. So like that's I think that kind of sums it up as well as I can sum it up. Like it it matters now to everybody. Well, that's and, that's the title for this podcast. It just matters. And it doesn't matter to It doesn't mean more. No, it, but it, it finally it, matters. And it's not it doesn't matter if the mattering isn't based on whether you're going to have a great season or not. Right. Like, like will you have less fans if you're having a terrible season at an Oklahoma State game or at a Kansas State game? Sure. I mean, let's not be I mean, that happens in the SEC, that happens in the Big 10. You don't have a good year as the year goes on, less people are going to go to the game. Yeah, that's that's human nature. But like it's not going to be like going to Temple or going cool. to U- USF or Tulsa. Like, no matter what. I mean, they could be having a terrible season. It's not going to be like that. Concur. Concur. Um, you think this will be 2023? We'll see the Bearcats take their first snap as a Big 12 team. It's just, I still want to know when Texas and Oklahoma leave. Yeah, I was asked, Mo asked me that today. And I, I was like, look, Everything points think- to 2023. That seems by far the most likely. But if Texas and Oklahoma are in the SEC next year, somehow, the Big 12 has to do something. They can't play a season with eight teams, can they? Uh, not and play have a conference championship. Yeah, I mean, what, you're going to cut to seven games, right? You're going to have a, you're going to have seven league games. You're going to have to find a. Two more non-conference games. Every team, all eight teams. Yeah, so I you're mean, going like, to play non-conference games against your conference, which is what probably would have to happen, right? Because schedules are done so far ahead of time, so far in advance, that you would probably have to play some out-of-conference games, quote unquote, against your conference if yeah. Texas and Oklahoma left early, or you're adding like. Two FCS games or something. Yeah, but what FCS? Those teams are already looking for the. They've already got their players right, locked in. Yeah. Oh no, I I know I know. Um. So yeah, that's why it's it's hard for me to say when I think they're going to go in without knowing when Oklahoma and Texas are leaving. Like, because I just will. I cannot get it through my brain that they're with all the money they have that they're going to just keep playing in the in the big 12 you don't want to see those texas and oklahoma games in Nippert stadium oh no I, I would love it that's the other thing that i think <laughs> is wild like i don't think like they're gonna play as 10 then they're gonna play as 14 then they're like that you seems even more unrealistic right like, texas and oklahoma are legit gonna be there for till the end of the contract I think the understanding probably is they're not going to be here by 2023. So I think the understanding was let us figure this out and we'll go from here and get our ducks in a row for what happens for when you guys leave. And then we'll figure out when you guys leave. Yeah. Do you believe that they're not done, that this is eventually going to end at like 14? All right. 
I know, I know this has been on the board a little bit today, and I do not want to come off as an arrogant asshole, but by God, I hope they're done. You don't want Memphis? I don't want anybody else. Because the more you add, the more it just starts feeling like the American. Boise wouldn't do it for you? Not one damn bit. <laughs> <laughs> you want 12, that's it. Big 12, B12. It's not even like a, a number thing. Like I know. Needs to I know. Like, I just, I want to vomit when I hear like Pete Thamel will talk about well, I think San Diego State has some, you know, there's a big difference between possibly having potential and whether it's even in a small sample size showing that you can actually do something. Like, I know basketball doesn't play a huge role in this. I think it played a little bit of a role in, in this situation. Do you know the team? In all of college basketball that has the most NCAA tournament appearances without making the Final Four? Xavier. No. Utah. Utah. BYU. BYU, then Xavier. I don't know where Xavier Xavier is, but I know BYU's first. They're they're second. Okay. So BYU has won a national championship in football and has been a perennial – I mean, they have the most – NCAA tournament appearances without reaching a Final Four. Houston <clears throat> has had a strong history in basketball, has a Heisman Trophy winner in football, has had periods of good football. Central Florida, not much to say about the basketball there, but the football has been a meteoric rise considering how long they've actually been competing at this level. Yeah. And UC has multiple Final Fours, multiple national champions, in basketball has done what they did the whole Bob Huggins, Nick Cronin era. And since roughly what, 2005 has been a very good football, football program. Yeah. Of these other schools that get bandied about San Diego state Memphis. So Memphis has a pretty good basketball history, obviously. But they have, to my knowledge, if they have a Final Four, it's one. Well, they have the 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 uh, no, no, the Cal Final the Cal Four. Final Four. So I think, did they go to the Final Four with like Elliot Perry way back in the day, maybe, or just Elite Eight? But either way, I don't know. And outside of like the last seven years, the Justin Fuente. Uh, Mike Norvell, beginning of Ryan Silverfield, their football program has been epically bad. Like when I was at UT, like blow, like stop playing football bad. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, what? And this, this round of expansion kind of crystallized things when you hear certain people say, like, we wanted to see programs that showed sustained success through multiple coaches because that shows that the infrastructure is there and the money is there and the fan support is there. And I don't see that with any of these other programs. 
Like, I mean, I, I don't disagree. You see San Diego State. Yeah, it's in San Diego. And that's a big market. But like, what portion of the market is San Diego State controlling? Yeah, I mean, like, we've already seen like Colorado sports. State is in Colorado Springs. It's not in Denver. Even if it was like, you can't just say the Denver market. No, what part of the Denver market actually gives a shit about Colorado State? Right. You know, so I'm, I'm just, I'm not, and I, I don't, you know, we haven't played, we don't even know when we're going to be in the damn conference. We and don't officially know that they're in the conference. And we're, and we're talking about like who else they should, I just don't, like, it doesn't do anything for me. Like if you went, if you had these four teams and you go to 12 and then you said, yeah, we're going to add Memphis, Boise, USF, and the USF thing. Get out of here. I'm just, I'm just, I know, but no, their name has come up today I, is what I'm saying. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, fuck out. Just, no just, say, just say, say the shit out loud. Say the shit out loud and tell me if you're like excited about that. After I just rattled off all of the things for years, not just like outside of UCF because they just started basically playing Division One football not that long ago. Like, and they have things that none of the other schools that are being added even have. Right. You know, in their back pocket. Like, just say that out loud and go, yeah, that would be a, a plus for the league. And, and I think to, to further your point, the problem with doing that is there's not a Clemson yet. No, that's the other thing is like you're losing your flagship schools. Now, could UC or UCF maybe become one of those? Possibly. Could Oklahoma State become one of those? I think possibly. Could Houston become one? Possibly. But, like, I'm not sure I'm super thrilled about, like, just getting more teams in when we don't know how good any of these damn teams are going to be to begin with. Right. I think they're, they're, like, to your point, I think there's a lot of, especially in football, basketball is a, a different animal. We'll get to basketball in a minute. Football, there's a lot of good teams there are plenty of teams, you know, West Virginia's had their runs in the top 10. Oklahoma State's had their runs in the top 10. Iowa State is there now. Um, Baylor has had their runs, you know, towards the top of the conference. But there's not that consistent, like, every year, this is the team you have to reckon with. And, and nationally, in terms of perception, you don't have – somebody to completely hang your hat on right. to start adding more to the bottom where you're coming from. Right. Like, so you got a 16 and, and you end up with this, with the conference schedule that looks a hell of a lot like it did before. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. So, That's a good point. I mean, but, but it sounds like they're convinced that they're not, ready to stop at 12 uh i wouldn't be so sure i i mean i i don't know my problem is because here's, it's here's coming, the thing it's, it's like, coming from national guys what do we just talk about the big 12 people love to talk so they're reading the notes to the national guys the i, think, these, clearly I said, think that stuff is more opinion i don't know dave you, you think they didn't talk about are we gonna well, stop here, here's here? the other thing here's the other thing 
how can you how can you comment on it if you don't know what the next TV deal is? Fair. Like if the next TV deal is fifteen million dollars or twenty million dollars, over my dead body, we're adding four more teams. <laughs> like, right. We're, we're cutting that up for for USF and Memphis and Boise. Like I'm sorry if that sounds like a, you know, I just moved to the nicest block and I'm gonna be the HOA commissioner. <laughs> but like sorry, like I'm not gonna apologize for it. Like we're this just is why gonna, people love you, Dave. You're we're unapologetic. Just gonna, we're just now gonna like move up to where it's like, oh, okay, this feels good. Like we got a little bit of money, and then we're just gonna chop that up for some teams that we've been kicking the shit out of for the last five years. It's fair. Just to get to a number, like if they brought that much, they'd be in this round of expansion. Yeah, they'd be going to 14 and we wouldn't be talking about it. Like, like USF doesn't have an on-campus football stadium. How you they you're out of your mind. Like the USF thing is amazing to me because people just keep looking at them and going, Well, they could be great. They're they're in in Tampa. They're in Tampa. They have no interest in being great. None. None. That doesn't mean anything. I don't know that they have interest in being good. Forget great. Well, they're building a new brand. They're building an indoor practice facility. Okay. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like they're building an indoor practice facility, and then some guy on their board of trustees today said that they need to build a on they're going to on campus campus I'm like, dude. Where are you gonna get this? where are you gonna get this like three hundred million dollars, man? A little late. Like I said, <laughs> thank God UC didn't it wasn't again reactive and said, screw this. When the when the when when the music starts and we're back to playing musical chairs, like we're gonna be the bully in the room. We're not gonna be the one that gets bumped at the last chair this time. Yeah, I just I don't know how you could even be talking about a next round when you don't even know how this new iteration of teams is going to go. You have no idea what its value is. Like that article that's been posted and talked about a lot is just a guess. Yeah. The TV contract is not up until 2025, 2026. They're not going to start negotiating it until 2023 2024 you know so like anybody saying that like the big 12 knows from espn the value the new what the new contract will be because now they know who the teams are going to be like that's not how it works right like you have an open negotiating window starting about two years before it's up that you can decide whether you want to continue down the road with that media partner or if you're going to go to the open market similar to what is being talked about with the college football playoff yeah so like how how can we be talking about what other teams they can add before we even know the value of this new big 12 well i'm sure they know at this point i i've been told there there have been regular communications with fox oh i would hope there has been i mean that no, would probably, that would the probably source be, i the probably, source be breaking, I talk, probably be breaking their contract with espn but i'm not sure 
the big 12 well, you, they're not necessarily like brokering the deal but you are allowed to talk to people and the person i talked to about that was had nothing to do with uc this was a national source um that i was talking to this was as far back as last week the wednesday night into thursday morning after those ad meetings you know, and I was calling around to check out some things that were being said overnight on Wednesday. And the fingers all pointed back to directly, like the Big 12 is well aware of where Fox stands on this, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I'm going to be pretty surprised if the next Big 12 contract contract isn't almost exclusively with Fox. The inventory part is interesting because Fox... I can't imagine that they're going to... Because what happens with like the ESPN Plus element of it? Like how does that that determine how much you have to keep with ESPN linear? Um, But like the big... The problem with Fox is distribution, right? Because there's only a limited number of Fox channels and they don't have streaming. And all of these teams, especially like an out-of-conference play, you're all going to want your games well, on the air somewhere. here's the thing, though. Like, the Big 12 will now be in three time zones. Yeah, but that doesn't completely no, change. What I'm, what I'm saying, though, is like you got a much better chance doing a triple header on Fox than you do on ESPN. Okay, but like in, in you know, let, you're going to have 12 teams. That's six games in the non-conference portion or in the conference portion. In the non-conference portion, when you figure in bye weeks, you're going to have 11, 12 games a week that you're going to yeah, have to those, get on air games, somewhere. If some of those games are on the road against other power conference teams, they're going to be on ESPN. Maybe, yeah, so you still have eight, let's say. No, I know. You got eight I games mean, you got to get on TV, FS1. Like, they still have other college football deals that, that yeah. aren't exclusive. To, like, they don't have a network. They don't, at this point, have streaming. You're going to ha- – there's going to have to be – what I'm ultimately saying is there's going to have to be somebody else involved. Oh, oh, ESPN is going to be involved. Yes. Because so, – To what extent? Because ESPN is – for whatever little value it may have, like ESPN ain't giving up that basketball package. No, that's, that's, <laughs> they're not, they're not getting rid of Kansas on ESPN. I'll tell you that. We're back to big Monday, baby. Let's go. Could you imagine the, the Xavier 7 PM Cincinnati 9 PM big Monday double header? Well, the one would be on FS1. The other one would be on ESPN. <laughs> I know I'm being facetious for what big Monday used to be big East, big 12. That's right. But yeah, I mean, I think that's the interesting part is like how much, like I feel like Fox is going to want more, more play because like that, why would the big, why would the Pac-12 and the big 10 be putting up such a stink about the college football playoff and 
you know, slowing that down and yeah, because Fox in. wants in, right? So if Fox wants in on that, I would think they would want in on more college football just in general. Which is fair. I'm just looking at the inventory portion and saying there's there's not enough airtime given what Fox has, you know, on the table for space. Right. I, don't, I mean, so I don't somebody know. else is going to have to be involved because I don't know what the breakdown is of their current. I mean, I haven't. I haven't and maybe here's, haven't here's a needed, wild one. I haven't needed to know, so right. I I don't have any idea like the breakdown of Fox games versus ESPN games. I mean, I always know that there's like a, there's a lot of big 12, 11 o'clock Fox kickoffs. Yeah. 11 local for them. Yeah. Central, central time. Right. Um, but I don't know, like the true breakdown of ESPN versus Fox. Um, here's an interesting question for you. And this is completely out of my ass. This is not from anybody I've talked to. This is not anything. If you're going to bring this up in three weeks and say Chad was hinting at something, you're wrong. Let's just cross my brain. CBS is out on the SEC, right? Yeah. They still need content for CBS and CBS Sports Network, right? Um, I mean, I, I guess if, that, if they want to still be in the college football sports, Sphere. Well, they have a sports network. Right. You you would think on Saturdays you're going to want some college football inventory. Yeah, but I mean, I CB, just throwing CBS it out there. is not... I mean, but the, really... Well, here's, the, but here, here's what I would say in that. It's not going to cost nearly as much as, like, why they got out of the SEC business. Well, yeah, I mean, they were only airing one game, a, not even one game a week on actual CBS. Yeah, they could probably get like the entire Big 12 portion of that package for what they just gave up with airing that one SEC game or what they would have had to pay for that one SEC game. I don't know, just an idea. Just throwing it out there. Just thought. No, I don't. I mean, I don't think it's a, a bad thought. I don't know. ESPN's really... probably not going to want to get out of the Big 12 business completely. I'm with you on that. I, I, don't, I don't see why. Like, if they get out of the big, like, what, that just creates a void. Right. Like there's not, like, more, I mean, they can't put more games on. Like, I mean, I right. guess they, like, they're already putting games on SEC Network, ACC Network, you know, all the ESPNs and ESPN Plus. Like, I, I don't think they're going to be out of it completely. I just don't know, will Fox have a bigger pack part of the pack overall package. Yeah. Or maybe finally they discuss doing a big 12 network. Like Cincinnati's way out in front of that because of what the, the old AAC package that told them they had to like gear up to do all these ESPN plus productions. Like they've been ramping up. The big 12s on ESPN plus too. I know. I don't know how much their requirements were. Not not nearly as much, but I mean, like Cincinnati was told, like you're gonna have to produce a lot of this by yourself. Oh yeah, I don't know where Big Twelve schools were at on that spectrum. You know UC, what I mean? UC produces all ESPN Plus content outside of football. Yeah, 
So even the basketball games that are on ESPN Plus are full UC productions. Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't know where the Big 12 is in terms of that. Like, I know the ACC was told to do that. I know the AAC was told to do that. I'm sure the SEC in some way, shape, or form with the, you know, giant stacks of cash that they're throwing around. Yeah, and that, that's even a joke. Like, they're putting, like, one non-conference SEC football game, like, per school on ESPN+. Plus. So, like, the fans yeah. totally overreacted. Like, oh, my God, we got to go. Like, dude, Tennessee versus, you know, e- Jackson ETS- State. ETSU is the right. one game you're going to have to go watch on, right. on uh, ESPN+. Plus. Um. No, it's just interesting. There's, a, you know, do they? Oh, I'm, Fox... I'm always super interested in this stuff because I just always wonder, like, I've always been like, I can't imagine why this is value. This value is so high. Like, I don't see the equivalent. Like, like, why are, why are you paying? Like, why is, is ESPN or whatever paying the NFL a billion dollars to air the Cow, the Redskins and the Giants on Monday Night Football. Like each Monday Night Football game costs a billion dollars. Yeah. Like what? Why are you valuing it that high? Like it makes no <laughs> sense to me. But so I'm, uh, the media stuff is always in, is always interesting. Yeah. But I don't think it's gonna be. Ha- I don't think anybody no. has any idea because like we keep throwing around these numbers of like, well, Texas and Oklahoma were worth this. Well, I don't think anybody really knows. Like. No, that's fair. Like, I just don't know how you know how you really can come up with something that you feel good about this far out from when the the contract will actually – I mean, like, I've thrown around numbers that – but those are strictly based on things that other people have said. Like, I think on the high end, if you count the media deal, you count – the Big 12's cut of the new college football playoff, and you count tournament credits for the NCAA and whatever other stuff we don't even know about. Tier three rights. Well, tier three rights are tied in with ESPN Plus. The Big 12 doesn't for own now. Their, for right, now. Big 12, that's what I'm saying. Like the Big 12 used to own their like own tier three rights because Oklahoma has the, uh, Fox Sports Southwest, which is basically their channel. Right. And then the Longhorn Network. So then when ESPN Plus came around, those tier three rights were not like you see technically, I don't know how the American works, but like if there was demand, a local station could basically turn into like somewhat of a UC station and there would be tier three rights there. Excuse me. But like, I'm thinking once you're into like full shares, getting tournament credits, money, stuff like that, Cosmo playoff expands. You're looking at like 30 to 35 million dollars a year. Five times the number. And it's actually more than that. People don't, so a lot of people don't realize UC is getting about three and a half million dollars from the AAC right now. That seven million dollar is is a is the back end of the contract where the money goes up each year. Yeah. So it might average out to that, or that might be the year that it's the highest, but that is not what they're getting currently. Yeah. 
Sorry, I'm answering something on the board. So, I, you know, I think a lot of it is just could be educated guessing, but it's still guessing. So what if we're at like they're they're right just a tick under right at seven million for the ESPN rights. The American- There's not much in tournament credits. Well, no, because nobody makes the damn tournament. There's not much in bowl game credit, like bowl game money. Well, no, they, they, the bowl the games G, suck. The G5. No, I'm not talking about what you would get from each bowl game. I'm talking about like. Right, but I'm talking about everything that goes into the pot. Right. The bowl game money is all into the pot and then split. The playoff money all goes into the pot and then split. No, I think the bowl game money, you get what bowl game you go to unless you go to the, like, Unless you go to the, one of the meetings. I think that's by conference. I don't know how the Big 12 does it. I yeah. think there are some conferences that, like, in order to mitigate, I think when there was a problem, a couple, you know, many where teams were losing their ass. Well, yeah. They I weren't mean, selling half of a state. You go to the you go to the Hawaii Bowl and you only get a million bucks or eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but you gotta fly all those kids out there and get hotel And you have to sell half of the tickets to make that money. You gotta sell tickets, you gotta fly all those kids out there, you gotta buy all those hotel rooms, like, yeah. All of these lower tier bowl games, like you lose money going to the bowl game. Yeah. But like now so you I, go you go nine and three and finish fourth in the big twelve. You're getting you're going to a bowl game where you're making five million bucks. Yeah. Big difference. Slight when you consider that the highest paying AAC bowl game is the military bowl at two million dollars. And there are a lot of times if you lose the AAC championship game, you go to fucking Birmingham. Yep. I like Birmingham. They got a Bucky's. That's the thing. Like, kind of, it all goes back to my like. It just matters now. Like, if you don't have to go undefeated to not go to like a shit bowl game, right? And feel like and feel like your season was a disappointment because you're going to Birmingham on January seventh, playing a <laughs> six and six Boston College team that tried to bitch out of the game because it was thunderstorming, right? Like. There's not one Big 12 bull tie-in that is against a G5 team. Yeah. Not one. Not one. Um, I think that's that's good for football. Do you have anything else to add on the, the football side of, of what is potentially going to happen tomorrow? No, I mean, I don't know what is happening tomorrow other than the board. I mean, like, is there going to be, like, a big – Press conference with the band and cheerleaders. I have not, or... <laughs> I have not heard anything yet. Um, I, I don't know. I know. Reportedly, the Big Twelve is meeting in the morning to extend invites. So, like, I'm assuming nothing from UC side as far as a press conference will happen until next week. I don't. I don't like. Because generally, like, the, generally board tri- the board of tri- like the board of trustees is voting to pursue- at 9:30 in the morning. Well, yeah. no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can't hear you. Your sound just cut out. Your sound was just cut out whenever you were saying. There we go. How's that? Now I can hear you. Okay. If this is all happening as we are are believed to be told by the national media, 
The Big 12 is meeting in the morning. The presidents are meeting in the morning and extending invitations. What would have to happen after that, we saw this play out. This is exactly what right. we saw play out with Texas and Oklahoma. The invitation is extended. The board of trustees meet. They accept the invitation. Cincinnati's in the Big 12. But then doesn't Cincinnati's that, board of trustees is meeting at 9.30. Doesn't the Big 12 – I thought then the Big 12 had to vote to accept your desires to be in the Big 12. No, 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 no. That's what's <laughs> happening before that. So Cincinnati is applied. Cincinnati is applied. Tomorrow morning, the Big 12 will vote. The presidents will vote whether or not to accept the applications of Cincinnati, Central Florida, Houston, and BYU. And then from there, the Board of Trustees for Cincinnati has to say yes to the invitation. And then you're in. So do you have a press conference tomorrow afternoon? Do you wait? So I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I don't know. Like last time with the Big East, they had like a thing at Fountain Square. Yeah, right? it was like, it was, wasn't it deemed like Xavier Day? No, oh, I'm talking with no, Cincinnati. You, you see, Xavier had something like that too. Like, Yeah. So if you play it up, you probably play it up on like Monday, right? Well, we, we need to give our boy Anthony a call, get him live on the pod. Like what's the plan for tomorrow? <laughs> Remember, he has already told you, Dave, they kick him out of the room when those conversations happen. Right. I don't know. I bet he knows what's going on for this. So you can, from a fan engagement platform. I'm, I'm guessing he's not going to tell you crap right now. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Um, so that's my understanding of the process tomorrow. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's like, that's generally how it's happened elsewhere. Yeah. No, I mean, it makes it makes total sense. I just. You apply, they invite, you accept. Like that's the, that's the process. So, I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah. It's kind of what I'm expecting to happen tomorrow. Just have to wait and figure out what time it all goes down. That's right. Um, basketball, this, everybody talks about football, Dave, boy, this is a big move for UC basketball. Oh, it's, it's huge, man. I mean, it's, it's very, very similar to what, to the move to the big East. Well, it's just what we talked about with football. Like you're now going into a conference with the defending national champs. Kansas. The team that won the conference a hundred years in a row up until this year. Texas Tech just made what two final fours in a row in a championship. Texas Tech, game? I'm I'm not sure about now that Beard's gone. I think that was well, no, but okay, but they just had like a hell of a run. Oh, sure. Obviously, West Virginia with hugs. Yeah. It, it, you know, Oklahoma State, Kansas State have been good programs. You know, Oklahoma State obviously helps when you have the number one pick in the NBA draft. Yeah. Like, 
it is the level of basketball that's going to be played at Fifth Third Arena going is, forward. Uh, it has been risen a notch. I, I've talked to a couple people close to the basketball program that are are new to this whole thing, and they're like, "Shit, we didn't know we got hired for a Big Twelve job." We're gonna need to start. Uh... <laughs> well. That makes like guys like Daniel Skillings, guys like George Washington the third. Like right now, you're gonna have to start splashing on your primary targets. Oh yeah, because you're about to step up. That, football, I think. Like, I think they need a year. I think they need 2022 in the AAC. Honestly. Oh, from just a straight competitive standpoint, I think it would absolutely benefit them to play with all these new guys in the AAC. 100%. Now, right. You're going to need now, a year of experience for now, a lot of these dudes. As David Simone fan, that, right? I have no damn interest in watching any <laughs> more games against any of these I feel you. teams. I feel you. I feel you. But I, I'm sure Luke would be like, yeah, I would prefer to – Find out what I got against Templin USF versus Oklahoma versus Oklahoma right. State in West Virginia. Basketball, you got you're gonna have to build quick. This is where the, the transfer portal could be really big for basketball because I mean, you're you got extra gun, you got extra bullets in the gun right now. If this all goes through, all of a sudden you can go into the transfer portal like, look, we're playing in the Big 12 and we ain't got we ain't got Big Twelve dudes yet. Well, that's, so. that's uh, I mean, I don't want to like <laughs> disparage anybody, but like, if you if you throw these all twelve of these teams together in the big right now, I'm not liking our, our chances. <laughs> yeah, I think there would be some people that would agree with that. Like, so roster built to play in the American, and we're not sure how good that's a roster to win the American. Like to begin with. Yeah. You throw them into the best basketball. Thanks, Ken Pomeroy. Needed that today. Best basketball conference in the country since 2014, based on what they had and based on what's going to be official tomorrow. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if those those Xavier clowns will get out of my mentions now that I after I made my joke. Now that they realize that it was that I was right. Yeah, well, they like to chirp. I know that. Now they got to chirp at you because you know, I'm going through some shit, so they can't. They feel <laughs> the one dude, they feel bad chirping at me right now. The one dude that shows up all the time. I don't even know. I mean, I don't know. Who he is. I just he, he seems familiar. He told me the other day that it's oh, it's not the it's not the real Big Twelve. I was like, well, you certainly would know what that looks like. like are, 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 are you kidding? <laughs> not the real Big 12? Oh, okay, you're right. Do you want to compare who's leaving the Big 12 as compared to who left the Big East? <laughs> you dumbass. But but no, I mean, it's a... Are you... So we're, I'm arranging a, a road trip. Okay. Probably, potentially, you know, January, February 2024. The road trip so far is me, Berg, and Mo. We going to the fog. We're going to the fog. You I mean, in? Um, oh hell yes! 
Tell me that wouldn't be one hell of a fucking road trip. I mean, me, you, Mo, and Bird. Absolutely. I mean, I fog is up. The, fog is obviously. I mean, might be like what? What's higher than the fog, Cameron? I mean, I've been inside Cameron, but it wasn't for a game. Right. What's um, there, for there, me? For me personally, it would be Cameron just because of some family stuff. But like, yeah, the fog, fog is is the top. I used to get chills playing NCAA basketball and just hearing rock, chalk, Jayhawk. Oh, it's, it's so awesome. Also, I've heard they have a uh, – they might not have it anymore, especially current circumstances considered. In the media room, they had a Chipotle, like, basically in the media room oh. to serve the media. I think we're – I think that's a, that's a hidden – Hidden thing. I think the Bearcats are going to have to uh, step up their their media hospitality game. <laughs> right. Um, the other one for me is I when I was a kid, I for, I don't know why, but I always thought Gallagher Iba was the sweetest gym because like the seats in the back behind yeah. the baskets like went up really like went up really high. I thought it was like I'd love to go to. I mean, I got a buddy that, that's up in Michigan that already hit me up. He's like, when are we going to Oklahoma State? football game i'm that like yeah there's gonna be fun road trips in this league oh they're far but they're far more interesting than anything in the damn american like that's that's the thing is like yeah would you rather go to oklahoma state or east carolina right Would (laughs) would you rather fly to Kansas. I guess Morgantown would be the comparison for, for Greenville, right? Oh, no, Morgan, but no, it's way closer. I'm just saying, like, from a distance. I know, I'm just saying. I know. I'm just, yeah, I feel you. But, like, yeah, I want to go to all these. I'm trying to go to all these places. Yeah. I don't have any interest in going to a game at Tulsa. Yeah, I feel you. I don't care about going to Tampa and going to a – NFL stadium that I've been to twice for an NFL game and watching a team play another team with 10,000 people there. Right. It doesn't do anything for me. I feel you. Obviously the Simone family is very excited to get back to West Virginia. (laughs) Clearly. So clearly, I mean, I know our fans like to dump on them. My brother went there. I've never had a bad time there. Um, we're all fired up to go back there. It's crazy, man. It's cra- like we've been waiting a long time for this. Like, and and I've talked about this before, man. I've been worried, like, legitimately as a business owner, worried. What happened if if UC somehow was stuck in the American? Like that's why I was so mad when you were like. I think the American gets proactive. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not no. saying, I never said that that's what I wanted them to do. I, I know. said that, if, that I know. if I was them, that's what I would do. I know you weren't, but I, from my perspective, like the future of Bearcat Journal will be a million times brighter tomorrow <coughs> than, well, it, than it has been. This is a great example of the two different conferences. In the last week, we have gained on the Bearcat Journal Twitter account 
roughly 300 followers. And the vast, vast majority of them are all Big 12 fans. Yeah. I don't well, think... Well, that the, the guy from Kansas State asked, like, who should we find this, something? This happened for... before he even asked that. Oh, really? Because oh. people, like, like, that guy's got a big following. We need to get yeah. him on the podcast. I forgot to, forgot to talk to you about this, by the way. Action Cookbook. We, oh, we've, yeah. got a, we've got a tentative. We, oh, good, we, good. He's going to come on during the bye week. All right. In between yeah. Notre Dame and and or Indiana. in between Indiana and Notre Dame. All right. He's going to come perfect. join us. But Are like, you a big fan? Like you're a big fan of that guy in general? I'm I'm aware. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know we eat a lot of food and the Bearcats. That's us. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Back to our uh, original like, schedule do, programming. Do we have 50 fans from the rest of the conference following our Twitter account? I don't know. Can I tell you what makes me uncomfortable? I think somehow I landed on a list, like my personal account, not the Bearcat Journal account, because I know the Bearcat Journal account gets high school kids, like prospects that follow regularly. I've had like 300 high school football prospects follow my personal account lately. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not comfortable with you guys seeing what happens on my personal Twitter account. (laughs) I'm not a coach or anything. So this, this is not the, you need to follow the Bearcat journal. This is not the account. I'm not okay with this. Hundreds, hundreds. Every time I look at my recent followers, like eight of 10 are 2023 high school football recruits. Somebody put me on a list somewhere for these kids to follow. And I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Like, I'm not going to behave by any stretch of the imagination no. because they're following. Uh, I'll got, run them off got eventually. Like Kansas fan, UCF fan, a BYU, just K State. There's been there were tons of K State Cyclones fan, K State grad, Pokes win again. Like it's it's nonstop. Big, yeah. Big Twelve outsider, lifelong BYU fan, Kansas State. Kansas State, like, I'm like, they, they actually give a shit about sports. This is amazing. <laughs> it just matters. <laughs> it matters. It matters. Should I keep the just or should I just, like, stick with, with it matters? No, I think it matters. Like, it matters now. Okay. To everybody. Like It matters know, now. Yeah. Now. Now. Because it didn't matter. You don't have to put, like, to everybody, but, like, it didn't matter to everybody before. Right. It mattered to us. Didn't matter to them. Not yeah, at the same level. How do you get excited? Get your people excited to play teams that they don't give a shit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, I think we're like good. I, right? I guarantee. I guarantee no, you're not good. Dave's no. got more. No, Dave's got like, more. Let's go. If you're number eight in the country in the Big Twelve, you're not getting any games on ESPN News because of who your opponent is. I mean, you still you might like. I'm not gonna. It depends on the week. Like, what no, other games? Zero games will be on either ESPN or ESPN two. If you're eight in the country and you're on in the Big Twelve, what if you're playing Miami? Well, you might actually get on. <laughs> you might get on TV. You can't even get on TV against Miami. You might be on ESPN News. I'd even take that. <laughs> you can't even get on TV against Miami. That's, that's another reason that the that to stop playing them. Like it's the best team you've ever it. had. You can't even get on TV. 
I love it. I love it. All right. Well, I think we're good. I think we've hit on everything. I think yeah. we've got the full Dave experience for That's, this podcast. Well, we, do, do we need to hit on the on the tailgate? We didn't talk about the tailgate. Oh yeah, we didn't. We didn't do what was what 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 food was at the Simone tailgate last? The, this last this one? part of me is empty because I don't know that I'm going to be able to get to the Simone tailgate this year. Well, what time and, does those things start? For now, it starts two hours before the game, but I'm going to have to get there to like set up and make sure everything like works. Right. We're going to be there um, at like 1130. I could probably, the Temple game, I could probably stop by. Um, just because I assume you'll be there pretty early yeah. for the Temple game. I hope. I hope. I might not eat. So, well, well, that's an offliner. Might not yeah. eat that one. But, um, oh, okay. <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, so we did like the um, sloppy Joe, you know, barbecue sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Some, uh, Which your mom makes an incredible sloppy joe. It is quite good. Incredible. This week is Italian theme, so we're having Italian sausage with peppers and onions. Uh, some some other various appetizers, Jello shots, of course. There's there's nothing you could really do for Murray State unless you were going to do like a roadkill theme or <laughs> horse. We're doing <laughs> hot, Kentucky hot browns. Hot Browns, well, I, they're so, they're almost like, that's so far away from Kentucky. Oh, it's al- like, it's almost in Tennessee. Right. Like, that's, that's far. Yeah. It's far. Like, but, like six hours to get to Murray State. Yeah. But, uh, but no, it should be an, another good one. It, what's the, uh, have we replaced like the beer count with the jello shot count? Like, are you still hammering beers while oh. doing? 15 jello shots yes definitely all right well what's the over under on beers for well we're gonna be there around 11 30 we got to go in a little bit earlier this week because of the you know the things yeah that happened but it sounds like they're going to be doing a lot of stuff to try to speed that process up we'll Uh, get to that more next week the weather should be another outstanding day. Yeah, 82 and sunny, I think, is the forecast right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like going like over under seven beers, 12 jello shots. So 19 drinks <laughs> if, we're, if we're doing the math. Yeah. Uh, I'll go over. I'll go over. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <clears throat> All right, look. Everybody is, if this like all plays out tomorrow, as we expect it to all play out, everybody is going to be soaring Saturday. I would hope for a 3.30 game. I would hope they really like lean into it too. Just like start throwing Big 12 logos up on the scoreboard. Right. Like somebody break into the stadium Friday night and spray paint the Big 12 logo over the American logo on the field. (laughs) That's vandalism, Dave. You're promoting vandalism. I don't care. Let's do it. (laughs) Just paint anyway, right? Exactly. It'll come off. (laughs) Like fly a big, have the the Bearcat up in the top of the student section, waving a big, big 12 flag. Like I was thinking on the scoreboard, like you have the eyes, right? Yeah. 
and the eyes just slowly dissolve like to the Big 12 logo in the background <laughs> and then I tried wipe to order, it away. I tried to order a Big 12 flag online. You can't get them anywhere. They're sold out everywhere. Every UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, Houston fans are ordering Big 12 flags in mass. In mass. All right. I can't get to two hours tonight because the kids got to be in bed in 15 minutes. We got to get the dogs out. All right. Well, I, 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 I got to get. I'm good. We like we could have. I if we were close to two hours tonight, I would have just let it happen naturally. No, we're uh, but I, I got I got dad things to do. Plus, you got you got to do like editing. There's we're not even close. Like there's some yeah. dead air dead air in there. That I got. I'll let you, I'll let people in the middle of the show. The guys from uh, Sikkim three sixty five, the Baylor site called. Uh, and I answered in the middle of the show, so I gotta I gotta edit that phone conversation out. But uh, potentially at some point in time, I could be back on Bears three sixty five, which I thought was of all the guest appearances I've done, I thought that was the best one over the years. Like what a month ago, when really this all started like swirling, I went on with the oh, guys yeah. on Bear three sixty five and Sikkim Sikkim three sixty five. That's what it is. Um, I went on with those guys. Had a, had a great conversation. They called in the middle of the show. I wanted to answer because uh, I wanted to make sure I connected with them. Um, so I got to edit that that phone conversation out. But hopefully tomorrow, um, in the last half, I think they're live on YouTube from like four to seven Eastern. Uh, and at some point in time on that show, I will be. Uh, I'll do my best to be on there. As long as everything's good with Kelly. Um, other than that, make sure you're at Mio's 1.30. Pre-game show. Make your plans one hour before kickoff, 11 a.m. Uh, next week at the Holy Grail. We will be at both of those places with uh, the first iterations of the Bearcat Journal pre-game show, which I've got big plans for i got big plans for this pregame show. It's an important deal that we, we work on it, we practice it this, this season, and we get it ready to go going forward. Because, look, if Louisville and Kentucky get an hour and a half pregame show on local radio, we're fucking getting an hour and a half pregame show on local radio. Right. And an hour of us leading into to the pregame show, Jim and Dan uh, and Mo uh, at the stadium half hour before kickoff. Uh, we're going to so, make that happen. Where do where do we listen to this pregame show? You can't. You're going to have to be there, right now. Oh, okay. So, right now it's on location. <coughs> on on location. On location. Okay. If you got like 50 stacks that you want to put into getting that thing on the air, let me know. <laughs> well, I don't. But no, uh, you don't. But maybe there's people that do listening. 50 stacks. Get us an hour pregame show. Uh, that goes leading into Jim and Dan. That's what we need right now. So if you got it, hit me in the DMs. <laughs> That's right. Bearcat, Bearcat Air also follow. We're, uh, we're, we're helping out with the Bearcat Air movement uh, to get the plane uh, ready, more readily available for Wes and Luke uh, as recruiting goes to another level. We haven't even talked about that, what this does for recruiting. That that bye week in between Murray State and or in between Indiana and Notre Dame, we're going to have a long talk about recruiting as well as uh, Action Cookbook 
joining us. That guy's worked with EDBS. Like that, that's as good as it gets in this business, right? EDSBS. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's boys with Stephen Godfrey, who we've had on the show. Yeah. So I'm excited. That's, that's going to be a good one. But all right. I got stuff to do. Dave, thank you very much. That's one of our best episodes, I think. Like, there's a lot of raw emotion, a lot of like reality of, of what this, this all means going forward. Uh, look to hear from Carrie Hoffman uh, tomorrow with a reaction to what this all means. I know Carrie has uh, been on the phone talking to a lot of people uh, over the past 36 hours. And uh, buckle up, man. This is wild. It's a wild deal, Dave. It's finally here. Do I need to do it? I might need to do a fan, a fan deal tomorrow where we, we talk to fans. You can join if you want. You don't have to. Oh, no. I that, that, could be, that could be fun. It could be a big day. Like tomorrow's expected to be one of the biggest days in program history. We might need a, uh, a Holy Grail happy hours slash Dave after dark type deal. Sounds good to me. All right, let's get out of here. I'm Chad Brendel. He's Dave Simone. It's the Holy Grail BCJ podcast brought to you by Bearcat Journal.